This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Welcome to For the Shire, by the Shire. Each week, we speak to property and finance professionals working in and around the Sutherland Shire. Discover insider tips and tricks from the Shire's leading experts on how to get ahead in today's market. Introducing your host, Nathan Smith, the Director and Senior Mortgage Broker at the award-winning Birdie Wealth. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of For the Shire, By the Shire. Uh, We're very excited today to have Christopher Igo from The Property Go. They are two years into their business with uh, 13 years experience uh, in real estate. Uh, They've moved from a team of six to a team of eight with the second office already opened and finalist for the last two years in the local business awards. So a cracking start to a new business, I'd say. You'd call it a new business still. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having us. When does it go from a startup just to a a business? I don't know. We've just been calling ourselves new for the last couple of years. So I guess you just roll with it. That's right. If you want to be the new guy, you play play your hand, I guess. But um, yeah, we think we're established enough now, two years in and and rocking and rolling. And the the team's just grown by 25%. So we're really excited for 2020. Absolutely. Welcome and uh, thanks for coming in. Um, We just want to uh, spend some time today picking your brain on uh, all things property and and what you've found in and around the Sutherland Shire. So what drew you to starting a career in property? Uh, Property I kind of fell into. Uh, The the dream, I guess, from the get-go when I was younger, my dad's a builder and was a local builder for for 30 plus years and always since I was a young tacker, that was kind of the plan and uh, when I was uh, about 15, I had a full hip replacement, Uh, went through bone cancer there for a couple of years um, and uh, just ended up uh, going down and doing my building trade locally at Gaimia TAFE Um, and then after a couple of years on the tools, the body just wasn't going to last the next kind of 40 years. Um, So... uh, at the time, a uh, friend of my mum's was becoming redundant and uh, was checking out real estate. I thought, why not? I know all about the houses. Might as well look at selling them. So um, long story short, got a placement in a uh, in a, um, a company at Gaimere. Um, and then 13 years later, here we are, two years into our own business. Perfect. So that was, uh, what year did you start? Uh, 2008, end of 2008, just after the GFC. So exciting time for real estate. Um, learning the, uh, I guess, the recovery of the, the business and, um, you know, starting with foreclosures of, of properties and things like that. An interesting start, but uh, obviously if the years are going on, the market's recovered and grown and we've seen a couple of sort of, you know, valleys and, and highs, but um, it's, been, it's been good. It's come back now, which is exciting. So I started a similar time in finance. So uh, was your start similar to ours? when uh, the, the older people within the business were telling you about the good old days. Yeah, absolutely. And you were here. Uh, yeah, here. I was looking at everything fall around uh, around me. So, um, yeah, I think it was a great grounding of um, how to do real estate and how to be sensitive and, and a lot of people sort of, you know, losing their places at the time. And, um, you know, I remember units at, at Carring Bar were selling for about 230000 240000 when now they're trading at, you know, six fifty seven hundred thousand. 700000 So it was a totally different time. It probably sort of highlights the fact of, you know, getting in early. Um, and the growth that we're, we're still seeing locally. So, yeah, it was an interesting time, but I think a great grounding to, to not come in when the market's pumping and you think everything's uh, nice and easy. And then 10 years later, 2018 and into 19, yeah. 
uh, deja vu. We kind of said it all again. Yeah, it was an interesting time, and I think uh, luckily for John and I that we'd been, you know, in business about uh, 11 years each. So uh, we'd been through already a GFC together and had seen, you know, the market crash and what to do um, and really to stay positive and stay focused. And, um, you know, plenty of people left the industry um, at that point in time that it started probably a year or two earlier and, and things were nice and easy um, and listings would sell themselves and you could basically just open the door and, and there you go. So it was back to basics on real estate, which we'd done before. Um, so I think it was a perfect time to start, to be honest with you, just to um, the new kids, I guess, at that point, cracking a new business. So uh, really exciting and the market's rejuvenated. Everyone's positive as so um yeah we, we, we're looking forward to this year it is cyclical it won't be the the last time we will see it again at all. not at uh, all so yeah. and it's probably necessary in your industry and my industry to have those cycles i think so i think an adjustment from time to time just takes away the the craze obviously you know 15 16 17 it just got to a, a certain price point which was just unachievable for a lot of people obviously lending criteria changed um dampened everything it was a it was a tough time deals were getting done but not at the the levels but if you were buying and selling in that same market and not get caught bang straight on that changeover late 18 um that was when you know a few people got caught out but it was just just timing it's hard to predict mm. so then moving into become a business owner was that something you'd always had in the back of your mind um I, there was always a, a passion to, I guess, have a little bit more than just just being um, a sales agent um, and having, a, I guess, a slice of the pie or an ownership of a business and the way that it just sort of, you know, went for John and I that we'd met years ago at a certain business and uh, just kept in touch. And, um, you know, he's the, the godfather of my son, which is exciting. So we're, we're you know, much closer than just business partners. Um, but I think there was always a goal there to have something that we could grow together and something long term and, and build an amazing team around us. So how did that discussion start to say, Hey, you know, are you ready? Am I ready? Yeah, Should it was. We go? It was back and forth for for probably at least a year, um, where you know I was in a very good position where I was in the business that I was at at the time, and um, the market was was really pumping along and things were going well. It's kind of, I guess, anyone like yourself starting a new business and getting out from the mould of being under someone else an exciting and daunting time, and you know having the faith to do it. And you know we had a lot of amazing clients and friends and family back us, and um, you know I think the stat is something like eighty percent of businesses fall within the first two years so we're out of that um that threshold which is exciting so yeah it's only only up from here for us yes i do check those stats every year and see the probability gets smaller and smaller and we're we're beating the odds every year absolutely uh, year on year so um that's great and now uh Office, head office is based in Tarrant Point, Miranda, um, dealing predominantly in central Sutherland Shire. Tell us about some of the areas you're working. Yeah, so majority, I guess if you said the, the main part of our business sort of based between Kirawee, Sutherland, and then down to sort of Cronulla um, and central. I, I grew up in Guaymi Bay and schooling around Kirawee and um, know a lot of people in, in between, but I guess Sutherland Shire as a whole. And, you know, last year we probably did, um, you know, 10% of our business in the St George area. Uh, more referral based clients, not an area that we target per se, but a lot of people that we dealt with locally that love what we do and, and ask us to look after family properties there. So very exciting. The bigger the team gets, I guess the more reach we're going to have. And, um, you know, just at the back end of last year, expanding to uh, the Western Sydney area just to service clients at the moment, sort of property management kind of arm. And then I'm sure that will grow into a sales team as well. So very exciting for us. And then, you know, longer term, probably stretch our arm even further. So the the core still sits within that central Sutherland Shire. Yep. Um, 13 years ago to today, 
what's changed? Yeah, big jump. Uh, a lot of influx of people. We're finding a, a good majority, maybe 30, 40% of people that are coming from sort of like the eastern suburbs, um, coming down a bit more bang for their buck locally, which is good to see. Um, we went through sort of the change, I guess, centrally in, in Miranda, you know, when they did the Westfields rejuvenation, um, which was exciting. And Miranda kind of took off there. Anything close to walking to Miranda was very exciting at the time. But um, a, a nice transition now. The property prices have elevated, um, you know, uh, and you would have seen that too in the, in the lending criteria and the lending game, everything loosening there. So loans a lot easier to kind of, I guess, push through now. So we've seen a lot more availability of cash and properties moving. So uh, the speed rate that was, you know, when the market was a little bit depressed, it was pushing sort of 60, 90 days, has pulled down to, you know, 20 to 40 days now, which is pretty exciting. So um, a lot of growth, a lot of um, obviously development locally along the train line, a lot of new units. Um, and we're seeing a lot of downsizers jump in, sell their larger homes. And if they want to do a little bit more traveling or whatnot, they're sort of taking advantage of those newer units. So um, it's exciting locally, the market's yeah going well. Yeah, looking back 10 or 12 years ago, what I picture Sutherland Shire to be was that the Gomi was quite a hot spot and Caringbar was quite a hot spot and Miranda just kind of lulled somewhere in between. But yeah. those... Uh, seems to be as the amenities have improved at Miranda and the Westfield and now the shopping precinct and the restaurants it's now a, a location to go to and it's it's certainly pulled back up in in line with some of those others absolutely and I think with a lot of the new units too you're finding the younger generation that have probably grown up locally as well that first step out of home and they love the idea of getting a new apartment and you know being walking distance to shops restaurants so yeah it's a it's a great hub and probably with it one of the more prominent suburbs now for sure I think we see that too as well with price points changing that amenities uh, are so much higher on people's radar than just size. So they'll sacrifice size to get something that's close to cafes, close to transport, uh, and close to a nice park and, and let somebody else mow the lawn and, yeah, and then correct. they can just take care of the unit. Yeah, facilities, absolutely. And I think, you know, you're always um, going to be in a good spot, you know, if you're buying somewhere along the train line, everyone wants to be close to transport. Um, I heard a, start, a stat a couple of years back where I think it was about 45% of the Shire leave the Shire for business. So um, that's either driving or they're going to catch the train. So if you're close to facilities, yeah, it's a good idea. Now let's talk about people buying a property in and around the Sutherland Shire. Yep. Uh, what's what's a question you think more people should be asking and they're just not? Um, I, I guess a little bit of detail about uh, where the owners are at in their in their terms of situation. I think it's for us, it's an open, transparent kind of conversation. There's certain information that we don't divulge in terms of a buyer, um, but I think some key questions about uh, the property itself, whether you're getting a contract or a person building anything, you know, that they should know going into the whole process. But I think taking a step back is the buyer's been prepared before they kind of get there. I think the market's moving so rapidly at the moment. We sold a property in Gaimi Bay just before Christmas. Um, the owner had rang me. It was the second home we were selling for the, prop, uh, for the family, sorry. And uh, she rang me first week of December and she said, I think I've left our run a little late, but we, we'd love to sell it. Um, and I said, let's catch up. Two days later, we had it listed. Seven days later, we had it sold, settled before Christmas. Um, so very quick transaction. But we had about 30 groups through the first open home and literally there were two people ready to transact. Um, so in terms of a, of a numbering for those guys that either sold or they had their finance ready to go, I think that's the key thing because you can turn up and it can move so quick. If you're not financed and you can't act or you don't have a conveyance on board. I think it's kind of getting a team around you that you can move quick and move fast. Um, but I think being uh, attached to an agent or an agency in terms of just keeping you updated that we're finding a lot more and more properties selling off market, um, given the shortage of stock as well, that they may not be exposed. So I think getting on a database is, is a kind of very key thing, making sure they know exactly where you're at, that your finance ready to go. You've 
get a conveyance on board to, you know, get a great local conveyance that can, you know, um, review a contract for you that day and then you're in a position ready to go. So I think it's just being prepared over all this, the key questions with the agent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. look, that's a repeating theme that we have in our office and, and some of the other guests have spoken about is having that team around you, making sure you've got the right team and getting yeah. the right advice around you as you go through. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk just a little bit about terminology there and make sure we've got that cleared up. So on-market, off-market, what do those two mean and what's the difference? Yeah, so generally with off-market, if it's a case where we've got a homeowner and um, they're not necessarily wanting to market the property, whether that's just a privacy issue or whether that's a cost issue uh, in terms of marketing, investment, etc., um, or they uh, live around the corner from one that we've just recently sold that's pretty comparable to theirs, and they'd like us to bring the buyers down uh, without openly advertising on real estate or com domain, um, that kind of thing. So sometimes it can be with photos, without photos. We usually recommend with photos just so there's something tangible that you can look at if you're going to invest your time on a Tuesday night at 6 p.m. and bring the kids out. So there's certain ways that we kind of handle that, but uh, there is uh, a stronger contingent of those kind of sales where we'd say probably at least 20%, 25% of the sales that we're doing um, are starting in an off-market fashion, um, just depending on the owner's situation, if they bought something, how quickly they need to move with it, or if they've got a little bit more time to explore the off-market um, scenario. So on-market more so, you know, sign board up, photos being taken, open homes, online presence, in the paper, whatever it may be, spread through social media. Um, that's kind of the differences between the two. Perfect. So that was a uh you said one in four or one in five you're seeing uh, starting as an off-market transaction. Yeah, so. and, it, and it could be a higher trend with some different agencies depending on how their, their sort of processes are. But in terms of us, just a lot of the time when, you know, very similar to the one that we sold in Guymi Bay that we've got about three or four appraisals this week that was just sold before Christmas, three or four in the in the suburb there that have rang just about the results or how speedy it went, the price that we achieved, which was incredible. And that was probably, you know, fifty to 70000 above kind of expectation at the time. So um, that that you know, promotes other interest in the area for owners seeing where they're at in terms of price point and how the market's actually moving so fluidly. And then it, you would, off the back of that, have a list of potential buyers who has missed out on that property that might be looking for something. Similar. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a bit of a mix of those who have come through, but those that also inquired that maybe weren't ready. So the group of, you know, the 29 that missed out plus the other 50 that inquired, there could be, you know, 40, 50, 60 people that we can kind of communicate with very quickly and then spread that outside in the database as well for people who may not have necessarily been looking at Guayami Bay at the time. Um, so it's a bit of a process that we go through, but um, yeah, it can work extremely well. I want to talk about uh, when you've bought property yourself in the past. Yep. What are some of those non-negotiables that you have personally? Uh, it depends on the property type. Uh, at the time, uh, the house that we've got now is a, is a house for a family, actually, that we were renovating at the time. For us, Sarah, it was about location, being central. A uh, single level was ideally what we wanted in terms of a, a long term. Something coming out of the building game that I had a, a vision for, I probably you know, bought the worst house, um, but next to a park, um, which is great. I've got two young kids now, so perfect. We can go take them into the park, have a picnic, you know, feed the ducks, go to the play equipment, whatever it may be. So it was more about a location sense for us. Sometimes uh, for buyers that we're talking to, it can be an aspect or a select portion of the suburb that they might want to be south of a certain street. Uh, a lot of people south of President Avenue, so that might be Caringbar South or Yowie Bay, Gaimi Bay, depending on the the the, um, the suburb itself and also the school zonings there too. So something that we thought we could add value to, given my past experience and obviously family connections in the uh, in the building game. So um, where a lot of people 
people had walked past that opportunity at the time. You know, for me, I was thought I was getting something probably 100000 less than market value just because no one had, I guess, the want uh, or the know-how to, to put in the money. Um, and we feel we've done well on that, you know, over owning that, um, you know, for about four years now. And a park next door, I think, came back to our earlier point that someone else mows most of your lawn for exactly you. Exactly right. So, yeah, perfect. a little bit there, but um, yeah, key on location for us. It was more about, you know, the next 10 years and what, what did our family look like at the time and, you know, where we were looking to sort of centralise ourselves. Uh, another question, is there a popular myth that you hear buyers coming through and saying that you just want to squash right now? There's a lot of conjecture still over the years about the F6, uh, which is running, you know, potentially running right through our, uh, more, more so than ever, um, our beautiful Shire. But I think it's just giving them knowledge, you know, there's possibly been a couple of deals for other agents that we might have killed over time just with them not knowing or exposing to the um, to the buyers about where it actually sat along that run. So not something that we want to do, but more so just make, make sure the buyers are educated on what's potentially happening. So still a bit of uncertainty about whether that's above ground, below ground, the smokestacks, whatever it may be. Um, but, um, you know, just something to be mindful of. So we just want to make sure people make informed decisions. Um, you know, if it's going to be a long-term purchase that they're just aware of what, what could or couldn't happen. Um, you know, obviously you've got to direct them to the authorities and the RTA and the councils, et cetera, to do their due diligence, but we just try to help wherever we can. Was it about 18 months ago it popped back up again? Every every few years we see it its does head. its little run in the paper for a week and yeah. then, uh, then disappears back again. That's so right. You, one day. You, you never know. It's been, you know, on the cards for 50, 60 years minimum. So I think more so than ever, you know, potential stages of in the St George area kicking off. So God knows that we need, you know, the assistance of the traffic. It can be pretty wild, you know, in the mornings and afternoons heading sort of north or southbound. But um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I want to talk about your your industry as a whole. You had the reins for uh, for a day, and you could take control of the real estate industry. Yes. What would you change? Uh, I think stamp duty is a big, yeah. a big issue, especially for you know where the percentages went in. And I know the REI have been talking about it. You know the percentages they were relevant at the time to obviously incomes, um, and it's kind of grown and, and it's probably the stoppage for a lot of people more more so trading. It's probably the big issue that you know and probably profit margins too from back in the day where a lot of people were renovating, flipping, selling, and that was stimulating the market as well and stimulating the building game and the finance industry. And um, I think that's slowed. I think that's one thing that should kind of be reviewed. Um, a great thing for our industry, you know, a few years back as well was, you know, the killing of the offers over, um, limiting price ranges to 10%, um, agents guiding to be in line with, you know, and his expectations really cleaned up that whole underquoting reform. So I think that was something pretty exciting that, um, you know, was a frustration for buyers and was a, a negative around auction um, where now it's a more, you know, open and perceived um you know, sales strategies. So I think a lot more people happy with that, you know, possibly a legislation around um, providing pest and building inspections, which we try to do on every house, um, just to make sure there's a cheaper alternative to, you know, someone spending $500, not knowing if they're going to buy it or not. So there's some cool things there that we're kind of doing just to make sure the process is a lot easier. Look, I'd elect you. They're all good points. Less yeah. stamp duty. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, pest and building. I love it. Yeah, I love really. it. Yeah. I, I think uh, stamp duty was brought in to pay for World War II. They just, the uh, they've just forgot to, to, to cut it get off. rid of it. Yeah, so turn off the tap. seems to have hung around. Yeah. Um, yeah, all good points. Uh, now, what about for yourself? What's next? 
for us, it's really a focus on on the team, uh, growing the team with the right people, not just growing for the sake of growing. But um, just uh, as we started the new year, we've got two new staff starting with us, Jake and, and Briley, uh, which are expanding our team into business development roles and sales side. Um, our property management division is growing as well. So really, it's just a, a basis for us of just you know providing obviously the high level service that we've got, but just expanding you know our reach as well. So you know finding good young people that want to work and uh, really just expand our brand. Brilliant. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, mate. Um, it's been a pleasure having you here. I've got one final question before you go. Looking back 13 years ago and, and just some property advice in general, what's something that you wish you had got earlier? I think starting earlier, saving earlier. There's so much, you know, you come out of high school, you're 17, 18, and depending what route someone's going down, whether it's uni or TAFE or straight into the workforce or what have you, I think saving earlier, not wasting money, not wasting money on cars and, and things you don't need and material items that you'll get down the track. And, you know, now at 32, you kind of look back and go, look, probably could have bought another one or two properties, um, had sort of put money in the right stage. But look, everyone's got a different journey and, and people, you know, uh, buy and do things at different times. But I think if someone's, you know, finishing up school, wanting to get in um, to the real estate market, start early. You know, um, we know the stats are, you know, kids are staying home longer. Hopefully it's a case of saving for, you know, a house for themselves and the great Australian dream, I guess you could say. Um, so probably just starting earlier, putting putting more money away and, um, you know, the investment strategy things that we're looking at is, is longer term now, but, you know, we probably could have started 10 years ago, but it is what it is. Everyone sort of falls into into their right spot. Yeah, I think time's your friend then, and and, and there's nothing nothing we need more than time, and just letting that compounding effect happen yeah. over a longer period of time. So Absolutely. yeah, really good advice. Look, thanks again for coming on the show. Some really good good points about what's happening in around the Shire, and, and key points to be looking out for when you're buying a property. Details: Where do people find you? Yeah, so we're uh, websites at propertyco.com.au. We're based down in the uh, sort of Carring Bar Tarrant Point uh, commercial industrial. We love it down there. We've got a brewery. Uh, in our uh, in our precinct, so if anyone wants to come down, uh, we're there on Northumberland Road. Um, but you can just look us up on the website, social media. Uh, we'd love to connect anyone that needs a hand locally. Uh, reach out, and we'll have a chat and a coffee. Brilliant, thanks, mate. Awesome, thanks, Nate. This podcast is for general information only. It contains brief comments not intended to be the basis for decision making, nor to be taken as a substitute for specific advice. Please contact Birdie Wealth to discuss any matters that may be relevant to your individual situation. For more information, go to www.birdiewealth.com.au.